0: Welcome yeah. to another episode of our Founders Podcast. I'm your host, Ash, and this is a show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your business. This episode, I talk to Alan, the founder of Investor Match. Alan, the tech viz, who's been a doctor, inventor, mentor, and entrepreneur for over 40 years. After hearing lots of complaints from startup folks, he decided to fix things. That's how Investor Match came to life. His cool solution, um, you know, to common startup problems. Alan doesn't just talk big. He all, he's, all, he's all about making things happen. If you're tired of usual startup struggles, ellen has got some stories for you. We'll be chatting with Ellen about his crazy journey, how InvestorMatch.ai started, and cool stuff he wrote in his book, Angel to LP. So I hope you
1: enjoy the show. Alan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ash. Good morning. So Good morning. let's start off with, I've been an entrepreneur since I've been a kid. I grew up in a middle-class family that it was clear they weren't going to move forward. And if I mm-hmm. wanted something more, I'd better get my buns in gear, which I did. So for me, whether it was shoveling snow, fixing cars, selling seeds and gosh knows a dozen other products door-to-door and remember this is way back in the day so that Mm -hmm. was totally practical and doable Um, Mm -hmm. I've been engaged in entrepreneurship unknowing to myself at that point since I've been a youngster it changed gears when obviously I went to college and changed my circumstance in terms of yes being a physician made a huge difference Uh, both monetarily as well as having much more influence and connectivity. Mm -hmm. So it's been an interesting 40-year journey. My experience has ranged from beginning with doing personal loans, then to angel, then to angel groups, then to venture capital crews, uh, both as an LP and participant in other ways. So it's been that whole... Spectrum from basically A to Z um, in terms of investing. I've had the luxury and the uh, wonderful opportunities to help mentor a number of companies. So I look for a lot of things. And, you know, in our conversation earlier, we spoke of as an investor, what do I look for? And then I'm going to pivot to tell you how Investor Match came about. But initially, you know, here I was doing this entrepreneurial, let's do this, let's do that. We tried a few things. Some were absolute failures. Others were mm. amazing. They worked, And I had mm. a couple of exits that really did make the grade. So it's Great. been that wild, wild piece from A to Z. With that said, so three things that I think are absolutely to my belief system. Essential as an entrepreneur. And I want to be really clear most people should not be an entrepreneur. It is sometimes absolutely a kick in the pants, more fun than you could ever imagine. And other times mm-hmm. you're in the ditch going, You've got to be kidding me. What happened? How did that happen? What the? Oh man, I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? I must have rocks in my head. So it really does take three components from my pers- perspective. Persistency is one of the characteristics that I think is absolutely essential. Then there's consistency. So when you tell someone you're going to do something, you do it, period. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's hailing outside, your car just got wrecked. I don't care. It got done. You're good to your word. And the third, Mm -hmm. which is really one of the things I look for as an investor, is passion. Do You have that Mm -hmm. drive you have that? You know what? I'm going to make this happen. I don't care if everybody in the world says it's a ridiculous idea. It's just got to happen because and hopefully you have a thesis that to me makes sense. And it's not just, you know, we're going to uh, Mars uh, in two weeks. Um, It's got to be reasonable. But, you know, in your heart, you know that this is going to make things happen. It's a good idea. It can be executed. It can be scaled and you're gonna really make things different for everyone. So those mm. are the three characteristics that for me as an investor, I look at when I start the conversation with the individuals and the team. So,
0: okay, that that's really interesting most so uh, most of our audience are founders they are first time second time third time founders uh, most of them i have met in like yc or or um, yeah, london based entrepreneurs first uh, accelerator programs etc what and i think i think it's not a generic belief among founders that if you're starting a new business, then you must have a, a investment because I have interviewed a couple of uh, founders who have actually built uh, multi million dollar ARR businesses from uh-huh. bootstrapping, you know, uh, uh, a business model, and 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 that worked out for them. But a lot of people think that having an investment upfront even before like uh, launching it in production or you have an idea in your MVP stage would really, really help uh, a founder. What are
1: your thoughts on it? It depends. So perfect. Ash has pointed out exactly a unique piece. If you could do something as an example, revenue based as opposed to going for a note or what have you, That makes totally good sense. Because think Mm -hmm. about this. If you need, for scaling purposes, if you need someone else's help, and when I say someone else, let's talk as an example an investment, such as from a funder. A funder could be an amazing opportunity for you if they have connections, Mm -hmm. they can make the introductions in the right places, they can open doors that you're not even aware of, or they have some other parameters that you just lack. Those are the times that you're right. You want to take someone else's money because you're giving away part of your your company. That's the way it works,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you're going to have a monkey on your back. That's reality. People are going to want their money back at some point in time. So, mm-hmm. using common sense, if you can revenue drive your own business, oh heck, own it. You get to be in the driver's seat. Why would you do otherwise? Um, the concept, though, is. How far and how fast can you scale? Those are some other criteria that you need to address immediately to say, look, if I had an influx of a million dollars, we'll just take that as an example. I could get my marketing team fully functional within weeks as -hmm. opposed to months worth of, okay, we're going to slowly grind this out. We're going to get there. You just have to know your business. So I think it's absolutely essential for everyone to think through the process. Do I need smart money? Do I need that help? Will it get me further, faster and maybe even be that first to market that makes that impact and gets me the traction that I need as opposed to, you know, I can do it doing nickels and dimes and I'll get there. Mm. By the time you get there, remember, your idea is not unique. Sorry, I know everybody thinks their, their idea is absolutely a one off. Not even close. It doesn't Mm. work that way. The changes in technology and the reality of life is that today, internationally, as an example, I will hear a similar idea. A good example would be HR. I've now interviewed five different groups that honestly they're offering pretty darn similar. I mean, a little different spin, but Mm. similar enough that we're talking, wow, uh, who's going to get there first? Well, I got news for you. If you can't market it and you can't get that penetration, you're not going to get to the endpoint, and you probably will be one of those who either gets bought up at a fire sale or just fails. It just mm-hmm. works. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, so, so let's talk about so, when story. It's a balance.
0: Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I'm good. Yeah, good, what good. Were you going to ask? So so, let's talk about where the story began. Where did the idea for Investor Match came from, and how did you you progress with it?
1: So, one of the things probably all your founders are familiar with is begging for bucks. It's about as much fun as a root canal. Nobody likes doing it. It's not a whole lot of success rates for most initially, and it just takes a ton of work. Hmm. On the other side of the coin. Funders are in the same boat. I'll give you an excellent example. Last year alone, Y Combinator got over 44,000 applications. Now, let's get real. They totally funded 400. So you can do the math. Every VC that I know is at less than 1% actually gets money. So let's Mm -hmm. do this again. 99% fail, actually 99 plus percent. And literally 1% are successful. Now, if you were in most businesses and you said 99% fail and you're a betting person, which we all are, what would you think? Well, what the heck? What a terrible idea. Very low percentage, yeah. This is awful. I mean, why don't I just throw myself under the bus? Why, why am I killing myself trying to beg for bucks? When the cacophony of noise is there, the cacophony of nonsense with certain types of Funders are less than adequate and appropriate. Wow, what a mess out there! So, now having been both sides of the coin for 40 years, I said, "Look, there's got to be a solution to this. Why are we putting through putting people through angst, literally having them pull their hair out? The average founder will fill in 30 to 50 forms, begging for bucks. That's the minimum, and I've seen up to 100 now." Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, I want you to run your business, not fill in forms and beg for bucks. That doesn't that doesn't work. I really, really want the CEO who's the head of the and basically the person begging for the bucks. I want them to run their business. So I kept listening to the noise and I looked at what software was out there and I see absolutely none, none that do what we do. And I do say that with sincerity. Some have close and they do some of what we do, but not everything. What's Mm -hmm. the premise? If you can align with adequate data, and I mean comprehensive data, not just adequate data, both funders and founders and find the alignment at high resolution, you can bring the right people to the table at the right time and start a conversation with everyone knowing who you are, what you do, why did we match you? from the first conversation. Mm. So I'm gonna challenge you, everyone listening to this, I will bet dollars to donuts that you have been asked the same freaking questions how many times by the next funder that you've spoken to. I don't want you doing that. I want that eliminated. That was the premise behind Investor Match. So how does Mm -hmm. it work? Well, first the good news, it's free. Yes, the FREE, it is free for founders. Why? because I see your circumstance and I'm not going to ask you for money or equity. That doesn't make sense to me. Funders do have the resources as do vendors. So think about how to get good data. Everyone who's going to write you a check is going to do what's called due diligence. They're going to know, are you telling me the truth? Are all the facts and figures appropriate? What's real? Mm. Why don't we do that up front? Why don't we get to know who you are, where you're going, how this works, all those parameters right from the start.
2: Mm.
1: Then using machine learning and and natural language processing, standard AI techniques, we can effectively find who matches, who's aligned. So for a funder, our intake asks them, what's your prioritization? Do you focus on teams? go-to-market strategy, revenue, what's your thesis? Are you saying you're in the same industry at the same point at the same time? So let me give you an example where we're really different. If you tell me that you're in fintech, you haven't told me anything. Maybe you're a service, maybe you're a software, maybe you're hardware, I don't know. You didn't tell me squat. We go granular. What industry, what subsets are you in? So that literally when we talk to a funder, we can know that this really does make sense. They understand you. So great example. Recently, I saw uh, another uh, founder. They do selectively synthetic biology. It's a subset of biology or biological sciences. It's a subset of biotech. But if you didn't tell me you're doing synthetic biology, and then more than that in what subset of the industry, we just have you matching with a whole litany of people. You Mm. wasted time. We don't do that. We get selective. The other pieces, as all your founders are aware, you need something, whether it's a piece of software for HR, maybe you need your cap table, whatever the case may be. We bring you the right people. So when you tell us, look, I don't have our SOC 2 compliance, not a problem. And by the way, there's actually a free service for those of you who have less than 50 uh, employees, there's a free service for this. Let's make the connection. Let's get you where you need to go so that you can effectively really have the first conversation with a funder that's fruitful. Mm. The other piece that's unique, when we make our match, it's anonymous. We want both the founder and the funder to be on the same page. We give you a nice infographic that tells you, here's why we think you guys are truly the people who should meet. Mm. Each party says, you know what? This looks really good. Absolutely, introduce us. We give everyone all the data. So now, as a founder, you're also in the driver's seat of going, Do these folks really offer me, whether it's mentoring, networking, whatever it may be? And on the other side of the coin, the funders are aware hey, these folks are absolutely ideal. They really are the people we want to speak to. They're in the same industry. We recognize they have the right team. We recognize they're already have maybe done their interviews, or their go-to-market strategy is significant. Let's have a conversation. But let's yeah. not start off with the same dumb questions that everybody asks from day one. How about, yeah. I see you're doing this, let's dive deep and really get to nitty-gritty.
3: Great stuff, great stuff. And that, that, that sounds me to like you're removing all the hurdles we have as founders as well as investors in, in our way to get connected with the right people. So could you also
0: okay, so it's a two-part question then. First part is how many uh, what are the numbers? How many founders and investors you have on your platform? And the second part is, because this this podcast show is list, uh, heard by a lot of founders, what would you suggest them to do after listening to this
1: podcast? Great. So we're in the many th- we've launched literally out of beta three weeks ago. We have mm-hmm. thousands, we have multiple thousands of funders, and a couple of things mm-hmm. I didn't say about the platform. It's global, mm-hmm. it is from ideation straight through to IPO ready, it's mm-hmm. from pre seed to series D. Wow. It okay. It also includes private, public, and commercial funding. So it's, if you're looking for, be it a grant, a note, or what have you, it's inclusive. This is mm-hmm. not just about certain subsets and groups. Mm. For anyone who wants to, as a founder, take part, easy Stevie, Just go to InvestorMatch.ai, click the button. We'd be happy to have you on board. And again, there is no charge for founders. If you're a funder listening to this, another option for you is white labeling. Mm. Why do I say that? Because a lot of in fact, we've now sold a number of these uh, contracts. What we'll do is we'll use our platform, which is inclusive with your logo, your URL, etc., And you can now reduce your overhead. Now, think mm-hmm. about this. If you got 44,000 inputs per day or per uh, year, and that means 120 per day, the reality is that the only way to do this that I can see that's realistic is to use our platform and literally sort through, you know, what your thesis is, you know, who, what, when, where, the bottom line, you have to be aligned. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're wasting time on everyone's part. So anyone in the funding field can actually use our platform very appropriately. It's a subscription basis and you can know and stop all the noise. Your resources are reduced, your time's reduced and your costs reduced. So it works for both parties. Now, if you're a vendor, so let's say you're selling a service, and this could be for many of the starting folks here, the founders, if you've got a service that will help someone in the startup community, we'd love to talk with you. We have a referral system, and the way ours works is that you tell us exactly who you want to speak with. You may be an enterprise solution. Well, don't talk to a one-off individual who's a solo entrepreneur. You don't have that. We clean up the data set so that we present you with exactly the right opportunity. So lots of potential for a lot of different groups. Right, right. Okay, great. And so
0: so just, just uh, I don't know, you must know about this, that in England, if you um, are registered at SEIS scheme with government, you get, uh, the investors get a, a bit of, um, tax uh, um, credits in return when they invest into startups like that i'm guessing in states also you guys have something there something similar on the same grounds
1: Uh, yes there are some it depends i mean again there are some really really unique circumstances in the uk for investment obviously whereas Mm -hmm. in the states it depends Uh, as an example you may be in an enterprise zone where you have all sorts of tax advantages. As a good example, there are other types of opportunities as well. And we do ask whether you're taking part in that or you're interested in an introduction to someone who can help you with that. Absolutely. Okay. so let's move to the next part. So what kind? Okay. so
0: you said that you have thousands of uh, funders or investors on the platform. Both. When, when, When you looked at the data, what sort of preferences they have so that our listeners can understand where most of the funders or investors are interested which industry uh what are the highlights of specifics they look for like for example teams or or idea idea or uh, traction things like that and how do you put so uh, and the third part of the question is once the founder registers on the platform, gets connected or matched with an investor, what are the next steps afterwards? Great. It's a three-part question.
1: So once you're matched in your dashboard, we will bring you an infographic that's anonymized and you get to see why did we match it with this funder? What are the consistencies that, you know what, you guys have the right team. Maybe you've got the revenue model they're looking for. Before we do anything, it's got to be industry relevant. They have to have the amount of money you're looking for they have to have the timing because remember funders allocate funds periodically and some only once a year it varies dramatically so we want to make sure all of those factors are aligned before we do any introduction so that's part of the matching algorithm okay. you're going to get to say you know what these guys they rock my boat i can't wait to meet them you press yes when the funder says likewise boy this is a wonderful match Let's get everybody together. We then share the info. Um, in terms of industries, it varies from A to Z. I would say we're probably biotech, clean tech, fintech are probably the three largest groups of funders. But you know what? We've got so many subgroups that, you know, have some degree of overlap. It really varies. So it's pretty broad. It is really not niched into a specific category for industries it really is broad. and and and
0: do you have like lifestyle prop tech bitcoin all these kind of things oh it's
1: everywhere it's all over the place i mean i'm just thinking uh we onboarded a couple of sports groups i was really Mm -hmm. surprised but there are groups within the sports industry both funders and of course founders i was Mm -hmm. very surprised to see that Um, we've had everywhere from an automated Furniture manufacturing set up using a very cool system, using CAD CAM and putting that together in a different way than I've ever seen. It's been all over the place. So it really is broad. Every day I'm amazed with who I'm speaking with. I will tell you, not surprisingly, that there's no lack of AI solutions, um, some of which are really AI, some of which are just using the moniker. uh, But I do see that literally daily. Got it,
0: and and it's it's really interesting to know that founders also have the same problem because what I always thought that there's there's millions of um sorry when I say founder I, I meant investors also had this problem and I always thought that there's a lot of uh, founders who are reaching out to investors for investment and
3: you mentioned that investors also have this kind of problem to connect with the right founder so would you be able to throw some light on that side of the wall that what kind of challenges we face and then what is the trigger for example how let's say if a founder is approaching an investor what should that founder uh, keeps in mind before reaching out to the investor so that at least they have a little bit
1: better percentage of getting through it and getting invited for a pitch. So think about this. You're looking for money and there's millions of you as founders and it keeps increasing at a dramatic rate. So let's get real. The competition Mm -hmm. is heating up. And now that we've passed the inflationary story and there's going to be more changes and there's no pandemic, it has literally exploded in terms of the competition for founders moving forward, looking for funders. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the coin, what most people don't appreciate, even in 2022, there were 247 new VC firms that I'm aware of. Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when anybody looks at me and says, there's no money, oh my God, the money's dried up. No, there's a lot of dry powder and there's a lot more competition and you're feeling it, but the money, oh no, 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 no. It's just short of a trillion dollars, and we're expecting at least a trillion dollars of investment monies this year alone in 24. So let's get serious. It's not a lack of money. Let's let's totally throw that off the table. If somebody tells you there's no money, they don't know what they're talking about. Plain and simple.
2: Mm.
1: A problem for founders is that as this competition heats up and as we ramp, there are more funders who are being inundated. At a higher ramp rate, and it's all over the place. One of the consistent problems that I find in my inbox is people ask me for bucks, and I'm not in that industry. I have no idea what you're talking about when it comes to sports. I'm useless. Forget it. Don't talk to me about that. Talk to me about biological sciences, material sciences, go into pharma, go something that I know that I can, I have an understanding. I know what you're doing. I completely am interested. So it's alignment. The whole gig here is about alignment. And I think that term is absolutely underutilized. If the person at the other end isn't in your niche, you just wasted your time and their time. And it's really valuable because if there's something I think we can all agree on, you look at your inbox today and think back 10 years ago. Think back two years ago. Forget it. Think back two years ago. The difference is crazy, at least for us. We just have this tsunami hitting our inboxes. And this is common to any good founder, mm. any good funder of any sort. It's just nuts because everyone wants some monies and they're literally throwing things against the wall. But we all know that at the 99% refusal rate, that's not working. Mm. Alignment's the key. Now, I want to backtrack a step. Remember that our platform is from ideation straight through to IPL ready. So you can imagine the logistics of asking the right questions to the right folks. It took us literally two years to make this platform so that it's inclusive. It makes sense. And it has the correspondence with funders that are going, OK, what do we want? So, Ash, I want to answer your question about what do funders want? I think it's pretty common. Team is number one, not surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it unique? Heck no. Um, On the other hand, obviously I see traction being hugely part of the piece of the puzzle. Go-to-market strategy is probably number two, maybe number three. Those are your top prioritizations because you're betting literally on the horse and the team to run the horse and the, jockey who's going to be on the horse. That's really what you're really putting two and two together. Mm. When we look at that, a couple of things come to mind. Have you guys worked together? Oh, what do you mean you just met at the hackathon? Hold the phone. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this. Um, Have you had prior successes? And here's the other piece that more founders are going to have more difficulty with. And this is just inherent in risk assessment. When a funder is looking at the circumstance, they want to know that this team has had maybe some exits. They've actually worked together before. Now, if you're a first-time founder, you're up a crack. You haven't. It. It's just the reality. But that's the truth. Mm-hmm. They're looking more for what can we bet on that has already a well-staged, well-executed prior experience That everybody walks away saying, Got it. These people are probably a pretty sure bet if there is such a thing. Mm. And that's where we want to allocate our funding. So it's getting more difficult. So you've got more people competing for more dollars with more funders looking for some type of allocation. So here's the other component that's getting crazier and wilder from a funder's perspective. How do you sort through? your inbox not miss the great opportunities know that everybody else is getting offered these great opportunities. It is no longer after literally the pandemic, it has exploded. Everybody knows everybody. You can now do databasing in a whole different way. So you can be crazy wild and throw stuff against many more walls, which leaves you with less quality or quantity. So that that's what's happening. That's the environment we're all working in. And mm. investor match is all about stop the noise. Mm. You know, you only have there's only 24 hours in a day. I don't care who you are, that's the way it works. And there's only so many working hours. If you don't find the ideal connection, it's gone. Mm. And if you can't, you, I mean, think about this. If your inbox had 120 applications per day. How many people could you possibly hire at a reasonable cost? Yeah. Treat them well and hope that they get what is it they're looking for in granularity and go, these are the winners. Here, I'm going to throw you're not going to be able to. You can't. You can by using automation. Investor Match is all about how do we bring that automation to the market in a way that really makes sense from all of the stakeholders perspectives.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you emphasize on the fact that a lot of founders want to understand or know the teams. Sorry, a lot of investors want to understand who, who is the founder, if they have the team. What about solo founders? Do you, do you think the investors still invest in them? And if they do, why did, do they do that?
1: It's the anomaly. And it's the, in fact, there's some really phenomenally good data showing that multiple founders is a much better risk potential than a solo entrepreneur. Why? Because Mm -hmm. can you put up with the crap that goes on? I mean, days are going to be crappy. Some days are going to be awful. And some days are going to be absolutely amazing. If you have support with more than one individual and you've got that Ability to really resonate off each other, it really helps. It really does. I mean, from my experience, having three, in fact, there's actually um, a paper that was recently written that having three to seven uh, co founders is actually more ideal, especially if they've worked together, because everyone can lean on someone.
2: You know, you're going to
1: have a bad day. It happens. But on the other hand, if you can call your buddy and go, Geez, I got to talk to you for a few minutes. It really makes a difference. Or I don't know how to fix something. Oh, let's put a team. Remember, you're much smarter as a group than you're ever going to be as an individual. It works that way. So, you know, what we see for most of the funders, they're looking at two or more uh, founders preferentially. Is it unique? No. No. Is there and are there solo entrepreneurs who've killed it? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are those people. But I think it's really rare. So I'd encourage any founder to think about, I know you're not going to have all the equity. I get it. I get it. But if you could accelerate your scaling, if you could feel more comfortable every day and have the benefit of somebody else's perspective, that's worth a lot to most people.
2: Mm.
1: so so in in a sense
0: you're saying that you become more attractive when you're going to going for a pitch with a team compared to by
1: yourself is that correct absolutely absolutely we've just seen that time and again it's just amazingly consistent yeah mm. okay
0: and what are the tips for so for example some people are just By themselves, uh, because they couldn't find any co-founder or the industry. Oh,
1: not any longer. No, I'm not going to buy that. Um, Well, first two things: finding a co-founder is very easy. I know. I just said something it probably is going to grate against some people. Hmm. There are, as an example, Y Combinator. You, if you've done even their online, you can hook up with their connectivity, and you can find more people than you know what to do with yeah they have other. a founder match platform where you yep. can go and connect yep. with us absolutely if you're involved with any of the local organizations, you put the word out. This is mm-hmm. literally like anything else now, the other side of that is if you're trying to look for a co-founder, I'm going to encourage you to think from a marriage perspective, and I'm sure you've heard this before yeah, yeah You are going to spend five years with these people, maybe ten, and you guys have to be on the right on the same page and understand that you don't have, you're not identical twins. You're not a clone and there's going to be disagreements. Hmm. Somebody has to be a boss. So don't make a stupid error. We've seen this a number of times. Everybody is not 50, 50 owner. That doesn't work. Forget it. Somebody has to be in charge and what you're really looking for. What do you do? Well, what do you not do? Well, that you need that compliment. You want to find why this co-founder is going to bring value to your organization. It's not that hard to figure out. Maybe you're not a marketer. Maybe SEO, SEM is not your shtick. But these people love it. Oh, my God. It just makes them happy every day to do this. Great. You do your thing. Maybe you're a programmer and they do their thing. And you can make some pretty good traction happen. So you want to look at that from that perspective. You want to meet and you want to greet and you don't want to. And of course, with your um, actual paperwork, there's got to be a cliff. There's got to be a vesting schedule. You really want to think this through. Not, okay. I like this person. I've met him twice. No, 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 no. Stop. Full stop. (laughs) You probably want to work together for a couple of months. Go go see how it works. See how many arguments you have. See whether or not they've got great ideas. Oh, man, I never saw that. (laughs) Great what's the tr- experience you're, you're experiencing? And is it really, truly, I want to do this for the next three to five years. These people mm-hmm. rock my boat. They make me happy. We actually like each other personally. And no, you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to always be that way, although we encourage it. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're going to also be presenting the whole team to the funders. They're going to want to know about, so how long you have you worked? What do you bring to the table? How does that amplify yeah. the potential?
0: Yeah, and business is a game of people. If you can't handle people, then it's not going to work out, isn't it? So could you share a compelling case study that highlights how a startup or a founder leveraged investor match uh, to you know, find a investor? And then I would love to hear about the specific, uh, specifics of that
1: case Great. study. Peter came to me as a, a founder, they have a unique product. This is totally, wow, never heard of this before. And it's, again, out of my industry, but it was fascinating. They have an additive that when you induce it into wells, low-producing wells. So I learned a whole bunch about oil and gas. Apparently, the two are almost always consistently found together. And one of the problems is many low-producing wells are shut down and never really go anywhere. And they're literally a problem monetarily as well as ecologically. If you add this particular component uh, to the well, it separates the gas easier. There's a higher level that comes from the production potential, even with a low producing well. And it actually allows them to take the gas off in a way that apparently is much more uh, carbon neutral. Not totally Mm -hmm. neutral, but better in terms of carbon sequestration. With that in mind, they couldn't find funding. They were screwing around five ways to tomorrow. They had been talking to a dozen people. They got nowhere. One of our clean, well, two of our clean tech funders absolutely looked. wait, you guys are talking the same language. You guys are right on the same page. And it turned out one of them was actually involved in the oil and gas industry and hooked them up with low producing well, individuals and groups and brought Mm -hmm. together the funding. And it was just out of left field. All things kind of fell together. So here was Mm -hmm. again an industry I don't know anything about. And we may were able to match them up with two opportunities that really truly resonated and how we're moving them forward. I believe that deal is a $30 million deal. So a nice a nice move for a group that's been in the industry. These folks are seasoned Individuals who have been entrepreneurs before, and have a unique nanoparticle product that apparently makes things happen.
3: I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation a lot because you know you're you're connecting all the dots for any founders. But you know, as we are restricted with the time, so we have to progress. Um, so before moving towards our lightning round, I would like to take uh, a moment and ask you that. You've been in industry for so long. You have, I guess, coached and mentored a lot of uh, founder founders and you have connected them with, with funders and investors. What advice would you give to our listeners based on your experience in, to potentially improve on their approach to
1: seek investment? Well, this is going to sound old, old hat, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's the truth. Be coachable. Mm. Um, for me my experiences where I really excel I can see your verticals I can get your one-liner I can get there and understand what you did even if it's really complex and distill it you know that's but what I find is that people who are resistant Mm. consistently consistently are not a going to get funding are going to piss people off in the process and literally being coachable. Just listen. One of the things that's really hard is hearing that maybe you weren't smacked dab in the right place at the right time. Maybe it mm. needs a pivot and that's okay. You know, not taking it personal. I think that's another piece where you just recognize that it just don't take it and, you know, it's not an ego hit. Just let it go. The mm. other is it's an n one. If I said something it's just my opinion. If it doesn't resonate, let it go. It's okay. But hear it, play with it, see if it makes sense and maybe there's a good idea there if there is, incorporate it. If there isn't, move on and it's it's okay. So being really flexible, the the groups that we have completely from both the my angel experience, my VC experience have completely said no way Jose. Just not going to do it. Have been mm. We know this is the way it is. This is reality. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. You're asking me for money. You're asking my colleagues for funding. We want to know that if we come up with a great pivot potential, you're open to at least engaging in the conversation and maybe even taking it to heart and going, darn, I didn't see it. Great.
0: Great tip, by the way, because this is one of the things which I've felt myself, um, you know, uh, in past. So connecting with people as well as, uh, you know, investing into a startup whose founders are coachable is very difficult. So, yeah, kudos to that that tip. Great. So we should wrap up now. We're going to go into the lightning round and I've got six quick fire questions for you. So you can okay. answer them as yes, possible. Okay, great. You yeah. bet. What's one of the best piece of business advice you have received?
1: Listen, just listen to what people say and do your go-to-market by doing lots of interviews. Ask people. There's a great book, The Mom Book. Um, i trying to remember the name of the book. But basically, ask open-ended questions and listen for feedback. Don't be defensive. The mom's test. Yes, the mom test. Thank you. Absolutely. Just, you know what? People will tell you the truth if you ask an open-ended question and you don't feed them a line. Just show them what you got. You may be really surprised at the response. I'm always amazed.
0: Yeah, great, great. What book would you recommend to our audience and why? And obviously you mentioned about the mom's test, but other than that.
1: So, oh boy, I'm just looking at my set of books. There's quite a, quite a number. Um, boy, they range from, <laughs> I'll just grab across my desk. I don't know if it'll show. There's everything from, no, well. won't. Okay. From the Traction book to Venture Forward to, um, there's a storytelling book by Donna Griffith, um, Telling Your Story, which I think is a really good opportunity for people to get the, how do I explain what I'm doing? in a way that gets the emotionality. Her book is very good. I I would highly recommend that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I've I've heard about it. It is in my list, so I'm going to read that. Worth reading.
1: I'm finishing it as we speak. Um, I've met the woman a few times and I'm very impressed.
0: Awesome. Great. What one attribute or characteristic
1: in your mind of a successful founder? Consistency, persistency, and the fire in your belly. You got to get it done. That's... (laughs) that's it I mean you see it you feel it you live it and you go I need to make this happen because and whatever that because is but you really get it
2: yeah yeah
3: okay what's your favorite personal productivity tool or habit
2: Uh, probably number
1: one would be Getting up and cranking into it. Just I've, I've already got a, a lineage of what I'm going to do for the day written down. So it's not just in my head. I've written down the night before. What are the tasks that need to happen or do it digitally? Either way, I do both. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that these are things I need to get done today. And I'm focused. This is mm-hmm. what's going to happen unless the house is burning down or some craziness. Let's do it. And I love mm. watching the process happen because people get excited, things get done. It's very satisfying.
0: Great. What's a new or a crazy business idea you would love to pursue if you had time?
1: Oh my God, that list is a it is. <laughs> 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 how many three ring notebooks do you want? Um One of them, which oh you my can... goodness. What I what I'd love to do is um I'd love to be able to do some further automating and data diving, which we will do. It's on our our list. after our many matches in investor match, the intent is what really is working? Can you really predict it? is Is there a way to use that data? I mean, many people have tried, and quite frankly, if you've seen the papers, they failed. Mm-hmm. Even the big guys uh, in our industry have not had success. What makes that happen? Is there some other phenomena? It would be fascinating to see if we could go back and historically go, look what happened, what was going on in the environment, what was the timing, monetarily and otherwise, and kind of take all of that data and see is there consistency. I'd love to be able to do that. And it's uh-huh. on our list to do in about two years. Interesting. Great. And what's an interesting or fun
0: fact about you that most people don't know?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I'm a contractor. I, I've been in real estate. I've been in all sorts of industries. Um, I've made different devices. Right now, I'm really excited about one we're doing, which will be left field for most. Um, it's a benchtop fermenter using additive manufacturing that reduces the price of the product to about a fifth of what you would do, uh, would actually purchase commercially for R&D work. And that's been one of my babies. I work at uh, a university with a number of uh, undergraduates and it's coming to fruition. And our MVP should be present by the end of the year. We'll actually have multiple MVPs.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story and packing the last few years of building uh, you know, Investors Match and some of the ups and downs. If, you, if people want to check out Investors Match and get in touch with you, what's the best way to do it?
1: Um, do it on our, online. Just go to our website at InvestorMatch.ai. If you are inclined to actually be part of our founder group, it's app.investormatch.ai. You can easily do that by clicking the buttons on the website as well. We'd love to have you on board. Happy to help and love looking at new ideas. It's uh, fascinating to watch how uh, the deal flow keeps increasing and great ideas are forward, are coming forward every day.
0: Awesome. Great. Alan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your inspiring journey. Thank you, Ash. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on Founders Podcast. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning into the episode of Founders Podcast. I hope you found our conversation with Alan insightful and inspiring. If you want to get in touch with Alan, please go to investorsmatch.ai. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay updated on future interviews with proven founders and industry experts. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and keep building.